If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Armstrong and Getty. The birthplace of talk radio. I hear all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. My gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. Maybe you shouldn't say that. That's not nice. (laughs) This is Ed McMahon. And now, he is Armstrong and Getty. Getty. From Studio C. Oh, si, senor. You know what it is? Dimly lit room. Deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. Here on Little Friday, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Dr. Robert Redfield. Robert Redford? (laughs) I think it's... Redfield, Rod Redfield, he's the head of the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control. How can something have more than one center, huh? Uh, and why is he our general manager? Well, he's been uh, making news lately, and I don't know. He's uh, number one. He looks like he's a who from Whoville. He's got that round face and the the chin beard, and uh, he looks like he ought to be singing Wahoo Dory, Wahoo Dory around the roast beast. But he's uh, <laughs> testifying, saying strange stuff. Uh, Somebody who? needs to drug test him from Whoville. Yeah. Okay. Well, Grinch looking son of a gun. Was Doctor yeah. Seuss? Uh, yeah. On uh, acid or anything? Has anybody ever nailed that down? Um, I re- I've read a lot of the Dr. Seuss books. Unfortunately, I'm past that period of my raising my kids. Is it, uh, it ended uh, all of a sudden. Too brief. Uh, I, I, it's possible he enjoyed some recreational pharmaceuticals, but I, I never heard that about him. He was said no, to I be mean, a gentle and fabulous man. But how did he come up with everything looking like that? I think he was creative. Mm, okay. Is that your, he's an artist. Is that the story you're going with? 
How did Michelangelo come up with uh, the Sistine Chapel? Heroin. Pot. <laughs> come um, on. Yeah, so cynical man. On Thursdays, the job number situation comes out, and they just came out another 860,000 people filing for uh, unemployment help. A huge improvement, which is still a third higher than the previous record. Yeah, it, it I is. I mean, prior to the, the COVID shutdown. And it's, it's, it's staying steady, you see. The uh, economic suicide of the United States. That's a couple of weeks in a row. It's around 900,000, which is just an incredible number. And so the total now is, where did I see that? 62 million people total since March. That is just... Now, a good number of those have gone back to work. Sure. Yeah. How many, I don't know, because that's that would be good news and encouraging, so you will never hear it. So you can't just add the previous four weeks totals and get... Get a number because some number of those have gone back. Right, okay. right. Whether it's ten percent or seventy-eight percent, I don't actually know. I've seen that number a while back, uh, but I don't recall what it is. How long can this many people be out of work and this many businesses be closed before there's just like a giant shock to the system? Well, they're about to pass another uh, multi-trillion-dollar uh, bailout package for America. Or at least they're working on it to hold off to hold off that shock to the system and, it, yeah. and in theory spread it out over decades and centuries to come. It's a heck of a good thing that we have the world's choice currency and can print a great deal of it. Apparently, yeah. For now, uh, interesting. Um, got some uh, uh, stuff from Attorney General Barr. He gave a little speech somewhere this morning and said some things that got a lot of attention. Uh, and uh, controversy and that sort of stuff. Oh, uh, no. I think all of which I agreed with wholeheartedly. Um, specifically around uh, this crazy idea of, of of the government telling us all we got to stay home and we can't I mean, our businesses can't be open, which is just extraordinary. Amen. Pe- people have just kind of rolled over and taken it uh, so easily. It's it's amazing. Uh, and I heard another place somewhere in America where they were talking about uh, canceling Halloween, and I, I continue to ask the question, <laughs> what does that freaking mean? How do you cancel walking over to your neighbor's house and knocking on the door? The government can cancel that now? I think this is about the point at which we say, uh-uh, I hope, as I, a country. I don't know. All these newsreaders, is, is anybody going to say, what do you mean, cancel Halloween? You realize that's just people walking down the street and saying hello to their neighbors. Are you going to cancel that? The media just reports it as that. You know, it makes perfectly good sense. The, uh, an official, an official. It's not like it's a you know democracy in any way whatsoever. A person, maybe two or three people, decide to cancel using my finger quotes Halloween. Right. What the hell does that mean? I know it. I know it. I, I try not to be contemptuous. Because there's no healing a relationship when you are just openly contemptuous of another human being. But <laughs> I am increasingly just full of contempt for the uh, for the media but- <laughs> in, in general and, and just the individuals. They are uncurious. They are sheep-like. They are half-wits. I mean, they're just dumb, a lot of them. They're often children. And, and to the extent <laughs> that they have uh, any intelligence, it's been perverted. By their ideology. Uh, I mean, just got their, they're a disease. Part of that is the hollowing out of the news industry, right? And uh, everybody's 22 years old. But um, th- does nobody in the meeting with the county health director and the mayor and whoever, when somebody says, I'm, I'm thinking maybe we're, we need to cancel Halloween. Does is There's never one person that says, what the hell are you talking about? You're going to forbid 
little children from putting on costumes and walking around their neighborhood outdoors. Really? How are you going to do that? (laughs) What does that look like? Well, it's going to be essentially voluntary because there is not a cop shop in the nation that is thinking, oh, good, I'd love to do that. I'd love to enforce that. Thanks for that assignment. That's some good stuff. That's why I got into policing. (laughs) Hey, you, Casper the Friendly Ghost, on your belly. Come on. What are you, two doors down from your house? On the ground. All right. You, Mandalorian, hands behind your back. Don't touch that flamethrower. Yeah, little kids. Anyway. freaking believable. <laughs> Don't touch that flamethrower. Um, Again, he's got space weapons. Why is he burning people? I'd like to dress as that little pig-faced guy, but... Uh... I don't have the right mask. Oh, from the Mandalorian? Yeah. The, I have spoken. <laughs> Guys, I believe that was yeah. Nick Nolte. It was Nick yeah, Nolte, yeah. yeah. It yeah. was? Yeah. i got to say that more in my life. Listen, the I can't little... make a 10 o'clock meeting. I have spoken, the and then little... I'll walk out. The little pig-faced guy's Nick Nolte? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. How'd they get him well, so he's... short? Uh, well, special effects. He mainly did the voice. Okay. Yeah. How do they get craft to fly through space? Same way. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's what you're focused on? The, the shortness of one of the characters? <laughs> They're going to different planets all over the solar system. Yeah. I mean, how'd they make that guy so short as your question? How'd they make him look short? <laughs> uh, They're let's... riding half slug, half elephants across the desert. That's a good point, too. Yeah. <laughs> how do they make Nick Nolte look slightly shorter? <laughs> uh, let's introduce everybody to squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Uh, pretty good. I'm not... Normally, somebody that watches a lot of political stuff, but I got to admit, I'm really excited about this first debate. And the only reason I'm excited about it is I want to know if Biden goes off script or starts stammering or whatever, will Trump stop? Will, will he point it out? Will he be mean and say, look at this, look at this guy? You know? Got to right. be careful with that. Yeah. Yeah. Let, you it, do. let it speak for itself. Well, the president not known for his no, restraint. No. That's, yeah. He has no restraint. <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking, for some reason, I was thinking about that last night while I was taking a shower. Who thinks about presidential debates while they're showering? I mean, in my life. Well, you know, sometimes after I watch politics, I want to take a shower. Maybe that was it. It works that way. Um, I'll talk about that later. There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room already, Sean. Doing very well. Been driving cars for for a long, long time. And uh, something happened to me this morning that had never happened before. I got in my car yesterday. Everything was fine. Got in this morning. The, the I got the dashboard sensor for the tires things because because yes, you know I, I drive advanced. something very fancy I do not uh, and, and but all four of my tires because the government mandated that for no freaking good reason whatsoever under the guise of uh, making us get better mileage which is all a farce but anyway back to you all four tires were at the same time registered as low huh. so I got out I took a look at them they didn't seem overly low so I'm I just driving they're off. not. <laughs> wow. the, whole, the whole air thing is so freaking stupid. Ladies and gentlemen, Just drive the, around on rims, that's what you're saying? The world's only militant on this topic. One tire is two pounds less than the other one, and your warning light's on until you put the two pounds back in. Big freaking deal. Anyway, back to Sean. Yes, uh, I'm all four at the same time was strange. So either there was some weird weather phenomena, or I have a... V- I have a nemesis who is definitely playing the long con, <laughs> trying to just do minor things. He's gaslighting you. Yeah, just trying doing to convince you you're crazy. Minor things of annoyance. Like, and he always puts my remote like two feet away from where I left it, right? He, he, he's not doing anything major. It's death, <laughs> wow, death by a thousand paper cuts. 
Are you willing to march and loot on this same Absolutely. topic? Absolutely. <laughs> it was the government forcing something pointless on people that cost a whole bunch of money that made people money. That's what it was. Mm. And I Somebody hate when that happens. I, I, and I hate when that happens. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm about to go through it with the, the whole remodeling of my house. There'll be all kinds of regulations you have to meet or whatever just because somebody profits from it. Maybe mm. it's my fault because I like those things because I never would think to ever check my tires on a normal basis. <laughs> I, I, for one, kind of like to know when the pressure's low, but I, I don't want you to smash my head or anything. I don't want you to hit me with a brick like Antifa. <laughs> you want your light to come on when one tire is one pound less than the other tires? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Thursday, September 17th, the year 2020. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's launch into action then. Officially, according to FCC rules and regulations, here we go at Mark. Today actually started a speech by playing, well, the, uh, it's a song called Despacito, which is on his cell phone. Well, that's kind of funny. <laughs> um, uh, Speak English. Despacito. <laughs> Despugcito is what we call one of our pugs. That's a good dog name. Charming. Right Despugcito. Um, uh, and so, well, we'll have to tell that whole story later. We're running out of time. Um, how does mailbag look? Oh, it's outstanding. Very pleasant. And we're only twenty-four hours away from clips of the week, which is very exciting. Yeah. Well, <laughs> For some reason, about I thought, that while you were showering, I thought it was what? Friday briefly. <laughs> you thought yesterday was Monday. Oh. I still haven't gotten over that. I had some sort of, I think maybe I went through a wormhole mm. and was in another dimension and came back. It's possible. And, you know, it might have happened. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, 
We've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Saturday Night Live has picked a new Joe Biden uh, since they're uh, starting here pretty soon, and uh, it's kind of a surprising choice. We'll talk about that, among other things. Somebody found a human brain on the beach, so... Mm. I usually look for shells, not brains, but that's nice. Yeah, I'm not sure I'd know a human brain if I saw it. Oh, I think you would. Really? Um, and, uh, Attorney General Barr, something he said this morning that's, uh, that's getting a fair amount of attention on the shutdown. So stay tuned for that. I hope it's not controversial. Mailbag. It's not, in my opinion. Our freedom-loving quote of the day from Ludwig von Mises. Actually, he has so many great quotes, I'm going to do two. All rational action is, in the first place, individual action. Only the individual thinks. Only the individual reasons. Only the individual acts. And this one, too, I like very much. He who is unfit to serve his fellow citizens wants to rule them. Moving along to the correspondence proper, I'd like to feature the following email from Paul and Bonnie Lake. It's outstanding. Hey, Joe, what if you ran a marriage like the grievance studies folks want to run the country? Judy would carefully curate a collection of stories of everything you've ever done wrong in your life. She would even adjudicate past incidents by today's standards, like your early dates, her wedding ring, her honeymoon. You've got money. Why were you such a cheap bastard? And don't give me that garbage that you really splurged by the standards of that day. That's no excuse. She would dredge up every hurtful word or act you ever did and rehearse them to the point that she could rattle them off at you like Gatlin gunfire with the same effect. That would be bad enough, but it really isn't an apt comparison to grievance studies. That would be if Judy was holding you responsible for everything any husband had ever done for the past 400 years. That's pretty good. You've never cheated on her. You've never abused her. You've never called her that horrible name. What horrible name? Mm. Um, But other men have done those things to their wives, and you have to pay for it. Few marriages could last under the first scenario, but none would survive the second. This stuff has got to be stopped. I thought that was an interesting comparison. Um, <clears throat> it's it's imperfect, but I'm not sure how far down that you know road I want to go. Um, because there is a history of, of awfulness in the country, and we should be aware of it. Uh, but there's being aware of it. There's being there's dealing with it. There's wallowing in it. Then there's using it as an excuse to institute Marxism. <laughs> That's the part I object to. <clears throat> yeah, but but the point of Okay, there's a history of awfulness. What's that got to do with me? I'm not doing it. Right. And I didn't do it 100 years ago or 400 years ago. Right. Right. 
If so what price should I pay? If discriminatory practices of the past have an actual effect on what's going on today, we can talk about it. That's fine. But demonizing people by the color of their skin and saying they're automatically born twisted and, and flawed and racist is horrific and racist. Moving along. Uh, why is the U.S. not popular abroad now? Uh, here is one possible reason. Uh, there isn't any foreign TV station affiliated with Fox News, but plenty of stations affiliated with the Alphabet Networks. And all over the world, CNN is one of the very few English news channels, English language, along with the BBC, New York Times, Washington Post, and AP. They're the only printed U.S. news sources for the world. I'm surprised that there's anyone outside of the U.S. holding any positive views toward the United Excellent States or point. President Trump. You hear nothing but smears. Trump is a racist, lies, locks immigration kids in Nick cages, etc., Excellent point. It's it's amazing if you think about the fact that the the news that people around the world get is CNN. Right. Which is a vestige of back when they did real journalism. I mean, have you not caught on that they're just a pile of ideological crap at this point? Oh, garbage. Speaking of which. That is really terrible. Yeah, it is. It is terrible. Especially because CNN is in the business of slander, slandering the American people, slandering uh, the, you know, the culture. Um, you know, if they want to slander the government, that's that's a constitutional right, and that's fine. But um, they are making their money now on America haters, and uh, and spreading that awful gospel worldwide. And as regular regularly point out, they're the the kings of having nine people on a panel discussing a topic, and they all agree. Right. There's nobody there with a dissenting opinion. Never any dissent. (laughs) Speaking of stories you're not going to hear, let's see, George sent this along. Laredo, Texas. There was a Laredo Trump train of vehicles that all gathered in, looks like maybe an airport parking lot or a stadium parking lot or something, and then set off on a uh, a vehicle parade. 4,000 vehicles. I looked at the pictures. It's amazing. Uh, But you won't hear that. Meanwhile, Joe Biden spoke to a crowd of 11. There's something brewing. There mm-hmm. is something brewing. We'll find out. Oh, I'm feeling it, man. I hope I'm not deluding myself, but the, the energy imbalance is enormous. Maybe you just ate some bad fish. Maybe that's that feeling. Armstrong and Getty. So before we get to Attorney General Barr and some exciting things he said, uh, has said, controversial, um, Jim Carrey is going to be Joe Biden on Saturday Night Live. That seems like an odd choice to me, but it's keeping with the Saturday Night Live new thing of you got to have cameos by big stars, I guess. Well, he's a a shape-shifting comedy master, Jack. Um, Come on. Yeah, they used to have the cast do that, but anyway. Um, I had another uh, another thing I was going to pay off. Oh, well, I'll think of that later. Uh, oh, this, geez, I just saw it, because you're getting married here soon, Michael? How soon? Uh, about three weeks. Just saw on the TV there the one, one wedding where they have seven deaths and 175 infections traced back to one wedding, because somebody there had the virus. Hmm. Yikes. I'm wearing a mask, Michael. Yeah, if you are you going to be wearing a mask for your I do and stuff like that? No, 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 no. no I mean, well, you'll see when we get there. We're going to be spaced, lots of room. Okay, be outside the whole time. Sounds very dangerous to me. Where's the sneezing contest? 
Um, So Attorney General William Barr told the nation's federal prosecutors to be aggressive when charging violent demonstrators with crimes, including potentially prosecuting them for plotting to overthrow the U.S. government. Well, if they are. People familiar with the conversation said. Yes. Mr. Barr warned that sometimes violent demonstrations across the U.S., could worsen as the November presidential election approaches, which is certainly a possibility, I think maybe right after it, the election, and uh, the whole counting thing is up in the air and people are losing their heads. He encouraged the prosecutors to seek a number of federal charges, including under a rarely used sedition law, even when state charges could apply, the people said. I suppose to a certain extent this is an attempt to get around the fact that places like uh, Portland and Seattle and Lots of places around the country. They're not charging anybody. Right. Now, is that the anonymous sourced uh, New York Times article? This is the Wall Street Journal. Okay. All right. Because the New York Times is run another one of their blockbuster, single, uh, uh, anonymous sourced articles who's claiming all sorts of stuff. I ignored that. I'm completely (laughs) off of listening to anonymous sources. I've listened to enough journalists and just decided it's all a fraud. Yeah, that is all a fraud. That's just a way to jerk everybody around and start a conversation that benefits you. Yeah. One of the claims, though, which I found fairly hilarious, was that uh, Bill Barr told that the the, the, uh, the Western Washington federal prosecutors to investigate charging Jenny Durkin, the mayorette of Seattle, with uh, crimes for failing to secure the streets and allowing the Chaz to happen. Chaz. Uh, the prosecutor says, what? That's ridiculous. No, he didn't. Jazz. And Boris said, what? No, that's ridiculous. No, I didn't. But Jenny Durkin, drama queen and Marxist, is out there saying this is incredibly chilling. Well, this yeah. is oh, just yeah. an example of the uh, dictatorship upon us, the fascist dictatorship. Oh, yeah, the Washington Post. <laughs> um, uh, God, I was listening to a podcast yesterday with one of your old hand journalists who said they canceled their subscription to the Washington Post wow. about six months ago, and they just decided there's just no point anymore. Right. So the Washington Post, New York Times will make up a story with anonymous sources, and then MSNBC and CNN will discuss it all day long. Mm-hmm. And that happens day after day after day, and there's a different story every day, and I ignore them all. Right. If you like that, go ahead and knock so, yourself out. So do you not think people are telling them these things, and they're just reporting what people are telling Like, they are being useful idiots for people who are leaking information. But do you think they are actually just making up the stories or they're just running with incomplete reporting? I don't know. I think they might just be making the stories up. Some of those activists that we know of in the New York Times newsroom, I mean, they're activist, activist, activists. Yes. Yeah, absolutely hardcore. Uh, so I uh, looked up the uh, the U.S. Uh, federal legal code on sedition and treason and uh, subversive activities. And under 18 U.S. Code, uh, paragraph 2384, seditious conspiracy, Jack. Now we're talking about Chaz here. Chaz. It was China's fault. Chaz. 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 Whether uh, whether indeed you could charge some of these people with seditious conspiracy, if two or more persons in any state or territory or any place subject to the jurisdiction of the United States conspire to overthrow, put down, or to destroy by force the government of the United States, or to levy war against them, or to oppose by force the authority thereof, or uh, by force prevent uh, execution of the law, or here's the here's the key part, or by force to seize, take, or possess any property of the United States contrary to the authority thereof, they shall each be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than 20 years or both. It is unquestionable that your Antifa black black, uh, nutjob types 
took possession property of the United States, or certainly United States territory. Now, I don't know uh, the legal history of does it have to be like a national park or do I have to take possession of the Washington Monument by force? Or, you know, if I establish a, a an armed autonomous region in the United States, that's yes. got to be, for instance, Chaz, Chaz, that's got to be seditious conspiracy, right? You would think so. Wow. Round them up. That's what I say. Um, and I think I saw it. I'm trying to look it up. I thought I saw that Portland was suing... To try to get the federal government to stop surrounding the courthouse because saying they don't have the right to do oh, that. Oh, shut up. Anyway, uh, maybe more on that later. But I, f- I found this kind of entertaining. This was on Morning Joe today, uh, a, turn, uh, a clip from Attorney General Barr. Oh, excellent. Um, uh, And uh, just Joe is not as bothered by this as I am. Mika Brzezinski's tone of voice just drives me crazy. The, the, I'm about to fall apart. I'm barely keeping it together. Oh, 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 no, it it makes my skin crawl. The, the, whatever the news story of the day is almost too much for me to be able to handle. And we're very close to losing it all, people. What's it like to live like that every day? And this is just the bar set up and then, and then her and Willie. And then I cut off the answer because the answer is just exactly what you'd expect it to be. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) Here you go. Let's turn to the Attorney General, Bill Barr, who in comments at an event at Hillsdale College in Michigan yesterday expressed his opposition to stay-at-home orders in the early months of the COVID-19 pandemic with a connection to slavery. Tell the business people what the rules are and then let them try to adapt their business to that and, and you'll have ingenuity and people will at least have the freedom to try to earn a living. But the, but But, you know, Putting a national lockdown, stay-at-home orders is like house arrest. It's the, it's the, it's you know other than slavery, which was a different kind of restraint. This is the greatest intrusion on civil liberties in American history. Aaron Haynes, uh, I don't even know what my question is to you. Uh, the president, excuse me, the attorney general, comparing closing businesses to prevent the spread of a virus that has consumed the country and shut down the country in many ways in health, but also in economically <laughs> saying it's the worst uh, restraint since slavery. Uh, <laughs> and then they all sat there and said, and then they all sat there and said, it just, there are no words. I just, uh-huh. you know, that's funny. I've noticed that lately that they've always got to be aghast and horrified. <laughs> And and when they can't really come up with why there's anything wrong with something, they go with that. I don't, I don't even have words, or I don't even know what question I want to ask here. I don't pretending like they're just so horrified. And this is so to beyond the pale. There's this. There, you can't wrap your head. Everything he said there made perfectly good sense. It's like the old. Uh, uh, Jack Armstrong is uh, six foot one. What are you about six one? Correct. Uh, Adolf Hitler. Was five foot ten. Joe Joe Getty compared Jack Armstrong to Hitler. Hitler was a horrible human being. Jack Nazi is not. Germany. Joe compared Jack to Hitler. I just, ah, oh boy. I just, I thought that was just amazing. Yeah, that's that's so <laughs> idiotic. Maybe these people can find a brain on a beach and insult, install it in their heads. Then I want to hear about that. They went that. on, you know, what, what, how awful slavery was for a while. Yeah, we all agree. Yes. And, so uh, does Bill Barr. So is Bill Barr, and 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 outside of that, when have we ever done anything taking people's rights away uh, so uh, over the top as shutting down your businesses? Of this, it makes perfectly good sense what he said. 
So uh, I want to hear about <laughs> this. Oh, no. I want to hear about the brain on the beach in a moment. But first, a word from our sponsors, Car Shield, us and Ice Tea. We're, we're just at Ice Tea with a meeting the other day talking about how great Car Shield is. It offers a range of protection plans <laughs> that can save you thousands for covered repairs. Which means check engine light comes on or something goes uh, hairy. Uh, it's probable if it's covered that it, that repair will be covered. The fact that you can sign up and then you know stop whenever you want to. It's just so much easier than the than the old way of trying to protect your car. So you got a car. It's a couple years old. You're about to go out of warranty, and you're thinking, okay, here's where the big problem happens. No, you get Car Shield, and you don't have to worry about it anymore. Um, uh, and the fact that we are now like colleagues with Ice Tea does yeah. make me. Very yeah, happy. we're so working on a couple of tracks together. So whether you believe us or believe Ice T, it's still a good idea to get Car Shield, but you don't want to mention us to get the discount. Call one eight hundred Car Six Thousand. Mention the car, the uh, code rather Armstrong one eight hundred Car Six Thousand, or just go to carshield.com and enter the code Armstrong. That's carshield.com code Armstrong. If your car's about to go out of warranty, man, this is for you. Carshield.com code Armstrong. I haven't heard this. I'm assuming it's chilling. This man who found the brain on the beach. I don't even know how to explain it. It didn't register as a human brain. I was just like, what is this? I came across the square package wrapped in aluminum foil, and around it had had a pink rubber band. So curiosity got to me, so I popped it open. It looked like a chicken breast, kind of. It took a little bit for it to really, what was going on. It was a brain. And what happens if a kid would have found it? I don't know. He probably would have eaten it. You know, kids. Follow-up question. How old are you, sir? The <laughs> kid would have said, wow, wow, that's a brain. <laughs> you think I would know what a brain if I saw it? Well, if, if a brain looks like a brain's supposed to look, yeah. But I don't know what they look like once they've been packaged, rubber-banded, and put on a beach. <laughs> so I uh, so I fried it up with a little lemon and, uh, and salt. Nice. And I'll tell you what, with gravy, it was pretty good. Yeah, I thought it was a chicken breast. And as I was eating it, I thought, hmm. This tastes a little brainy. Then I realized, wait a minute, this here is a human brain. But I do feel a little smarter. <laughs> nice. Now, Michael, uh, we don't use bumper music on the way out anymore, but maybe when we come back, you could uh, give me uh, a Counting Crows fabulous hit, a record, Einstein on the Beach. Einstein on the Beach. Yeah, okay. close uh, tie-in. Police told Fox 6 News in the local area that the brain is not believed to be human. Okay. Wait a minute. It was just, what? What? So just the uh, the chucklehead there thought it was a human brain. So what was it? <laughs> he, he what had, kind of brain was it? He he had the sound of a guy who just mm. yeah <laughs> yeah. It sounds like maybe he'd been better off uh, you know cracking his head open stuffing that in. But he's probably a nice fella. He is probably a nice fella. You know what? Come on, come on. Let's let's be kind. So, uh, some people have called it uh, an iceberg dead ahead Titanic sort of situation. I just I think it's just an S show coming our way that everybody knows is coming our way, and everybody just seems to be accepting it as, oh, well, what are you going to do? Well, Dan Coates, a former uh, DNI, if you recognize the name, Republican, uh, but he's trying to put together a senator, Republican senator. He's trying to put together a bipartisan panel to oversee the 2020 elections before they get here. 
I've heard a couple of learned humans suggest the same thing. I think it's a no-brainer. Oh, God. No uh, no reference to the previous story. Instead of just going ahead and hitting the iceberg that everybody sees coming of the mess that is going to be the election with, with a close election and all these outstanding ballots and different rules in every state... And everybody relying on, I guess, their cable news channel of choice and Twitter Durr. to tell them what's right and wrong. Facebook, the evil Facebook. If you could get together a bipartisan panel of some non-bomb chuckers that maybe the biggest chunk of the country would trust, yep. that just seems like a really good idea. I've become aware in recent days of the work of the Problem Solvers Caucus in, in Congress. It's a handful of Republicans and Democrats who are humans and not, you know, play things in the video game that is Washington, D.C. There are people who say, look, I disagree with you. You disagree with me, but we've got to come up with a deal. That's what we're supposed to do. So let's sit down and talk about it. And they're the ones who are leading the charge to come up with some reasonable relief package that's been put off for months because Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer refused to negotiate. Um, Put those people in charge of it. Come up with it. Come up with objective standards for how we're going to figure this out. You know, if the election results are unclear or or controversies arise over the mail-in ballots, the rest of it. Get to work right now. Get to work yesterday. Speaking of Nancy Pelosi, did I hear that they arrested the guy that pooped on her driveway? They did, and we have tape of the incident. Okay, so we'll get to that later. The shocking arrest. Um... People poop on the street in San Francisco a thousand times a day. Yeah. I was going to make that point. It's an excellent one. Her driveway was mostly feces-free anyways. Right, right. Mostly non-fecal driveway. Just like all those mostly peaceful riots. The Federal Reserve announced yesterday that they plan to keep interest rates at roughly zero through 2023. So that'd be until 2024. It's a long but time. With compound interest, though, Jack. That'd be that li- penny saved. It'll be a penny point one in 150 years. <laughs> That's a long time to have interest rates at about zero. Yeah, interest rates being your best tool if uh, you know it ever hits the fan and you need to do something. There's nowhere to go. Um, but the, here's some good news, though. Uh, they expect GDP this year to drop by 3.5 percent instead of 6.5 percent, which is what they projected in June. That's good to hear. Yes, it's still, indeed. still terrible. I mean, you're hoping to grow by four and you go backwards by three and a half, but uh, it's better than going backwards by six and a half. And it sees the unemployment rate falling to 7.6 rather than 9.3. So all those numbers are better than anybody was expecting. So there you go. Tell you what, uh, Positive Sean just handed me this article. Uh, now, I don't trust Yelp on much because it's, it's a, half a scam. It's not independent reviews. It's a strong arm outfit, but... CNBC is quoting them, and I, uh, having read it, I, th- I think it's probably pretty reliable. But Yelp says almost 60% of businesses that are closed are now permanently closed. Almost 60%. That's horrible. That's, that's such a gut punch. I mean, it's not a gut punch. It's a bat to the head of the American economy. I'm, I'm very concerned about this. And, and the fact that the, the, Jackasses in D.C. are just posturing for the purposes of the election and not getting down to the, working on some of these problems. Just unforgivable. As I've said, I know more people that have closed their businesses than have gotten COVID, which is really quite amazing. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, uh, so somebody's going to come to our house today and tear about a fifth of it off because of our mold problem. Oh, I thought it was maybe a riot looting. 
because of your fascism. Uh, so really looking forward to that whole situation, no. including both of our bathrooms. So we'll uh, just, I don't know, poop in the yard, I guess. Oh, and Drive to Nancy Pelosi's house. Oh, now you're Use talking. Use her driveway. It's, it's a demonstration. <laughs> it's a sick enough. But anyway, so um, part of the deal was uh, you got to, you know, obviously clean out everything from those bathrooms. And it also included our big giant master uh, cl- uh, closet and the sink area and the cabinets. Oh, all that's, that's, that's racist. Stuff. It's supposed to be the uh, owner's suite. Now. <laughs> okay. All that stuff is going to be torn completely out. I just taken away down to the like the underneath the flooring. I don't know what it's going to look like. It's going to be wild to see. But anyway, um, so you got to clean out this big giant closet. And I looked at that uh, the other day and thought, ah, I could probably knock that off in like 20 minutes. You'd think I would have learned by now, having moved as many times as I've moved, mm. that that one last this or that, I just, uh, you know, the cabinets in the kitchen and then we're done or just the garage and then and then I'll be out of just here. Just those drawers. <laughs> just, what? Oh, my God. I worked for hours getting everything out of that closet. <sighs> Cleaning out areas and moving stuff is just just so tedious and awful, and the amount of crap you acquire, oh, so much garbage that you acquire. Why is this here? Why is this in a drawer? Why has this been in a drawer for the last five years? <sighs> this is just garbage. <laughs> oh my god, it was awful. Yeah, yeah. I, it's funny. I was just noticing because Judy's out of town, so I'm going to get the mail. The never-ending onslaught of paper that oh, yeah. comes in. Yeah. And, and it ranges from utterly critical to probably ought to keep this to marginal to garbage. And somehow the, like, the middle categories stay around way longer than they ought to. It would be nice if we could figure out a mail system where you don't have garbage, mostly garbage, mixed up with, if you miss this letter, it might change your life. Yeah, yeah. They shouldn't be all just lumped together in different the same boxes, boxes or yeah, something. Yeah, get different yeah. boxes. Color coding, I don't, I don't know. Oh, well. I got a nice letter from Melania Trump the other day. Really? Yeah, encouraging me to vote for the old man and and kick in a few bucks if I could. It's funny. I don't recall meeting her, but she's a pretty girl, so I'm staying in touch. Did I have a picture of her? Oh, yeah. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. 
Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.